Friday, the best day ever, because it kicks off the weekend, which I think most people like. I'm not going to say everybody, but most people like the weekends. I like the weekends. So it's Friday. Hi, how are you doing? I hope it's a nice and sunny and wonderful day for you. I hope your hair is flowing and nice and has all the keratin in it and your face has all the collagen in it, not injected, but just naturally there, you know, skin is clear, hydrated, fitness, you're looking thinner, you're looking good. Or if you're already thin, you're looking muscular. You're looking good. I'm going to give you the affirmations right there. You look good. Because if you're listening to my show, I feel like you look good. And that's just the way it is. I have no evidence to to actually just like prove that. But that's just how I feel. I feel like everybody who listens to my show is gorgeous. So yes, queen. Yes, king. Go ahead and shine on this Friday afternoon. You deserve it. You deserve it. And on that note, (laughs) we're going to get into our final stage. Yes, it's the end of the road, you guys. Love that song. That's a shout out to somebody. (laughs) But yes, it is the end of the road in terms of black identity theory, that is. The end of the road for me, because I hope you love me and you're going to keep rocking with me. But This is stage five of Black Identity Theory. And if you are here, you've been rocking with me for all five stages. And I'm hoping that you kind of see what stage you're at a bit more clearly. But just our quick recap again. Stage one, your pre-encounter. This is before you have realized anything different about your skin tone and about how you're treated in the world. Stage two, your encounter. You have had an event or a series of events that have forced you to understand what it's like to be black, specifically black in America as as I live in. Um, Stage three is immersion or immersion, which is when you want to ingratiate yourself into all things black and rebuild your identity based on your research and not the research that you have gotten through the school systems or by the culture or let's just put it plainly systematic racism that you've been regurgitating out here. Then stage four is your internalization. That is when you have come to understand who you are. And you want to learn about other people's cultures and ethnicities and plights as well. Without it changing who you are. You're solid in that at stage four. And then now we have come to stage five, which is the few, the proud, the internalized commitment. (laughs) And internalized commitment is when you have found a way to translate your sense of personal self and blackness into action. It is literally a plan of action in a sense of making your voice heard to educate and to teach. This again is where elevation or education is elevation and you're intending to not just not just learn for yourself, not just learn about other people, but take both of these concepts and make it so that you're not the only one out here with this sense of knowledge. You're not the only one out here with this sense of peace because it's got to be a lonely world (laughs) when you have all the knowledge, you know, not in a narcissistic way, but you have come to reach this, you know, this peak and everybody else is still out here just doing the most just do like honestly I can't even put a word behind it just out here just doing the most just doing that and 
if you have just one or two other people who aren't doing the most, the world is a better place. That's the whole point of education and the whole point of helping and the whole point of just um, you you want to take what you know to comfort yourself, comfort your race, comfort other uh, races, and really just bring it all full circle. You can't sit on this knowledge anymore. So in some way, shape, or form, you are educating about stage one through four. You're educating about it. So for me, when I noticed that I was doing all of these paintings, um, my paintings were very therapeutic to me, honestly. It was the best way that I can get out my thoughts and get out my emotions, especially just given my experiences. I didn't have a traumatic experience. I know that there are some people who have had way more traumatic experiences as a black person. Um, that doesn't mean that, you know, I've lived this cushy lifestyle as a black person. I'm from South Carolina, you guys. I'm a black woman in South Carolina. There's nothing cushy about it. However, there was a lot of naivety. Naivety? Nativity. I was naive. Let's just put it bluntly. I was naive. And I had to go through my process, you know? And that that was something that just who I am. I felt like I had just like stopped drinking the (laughs) Kool-Aid. And I realized just how easily it is to kind of just be stuck and be in those senses because like as I started to recognize it myself, I saw my friends, my family in various stages of black identity. And then for those who were not black, I started to see, you know, people I went to school with, friends and coworkers and whatnot in just various stages. I don't know if there's a white identity theory or anything like that. I have no idea. That's probably something I need to research. But I was able to see, you know, my friends who were ignorant by definition, my friends who were willfully ignorant, the people who just was out just blatantly racist, the people who really and truly wanted to know more and be allies, just where different people were. And I just got like radar, (laughs) I guess, to start seeing like where people were because I had to be honest about where I was. And I'm like, okay, it's time to talk about this because I would have never known about any of this or even that there was definitions for this until I started doing my own research on this, which, you know, for context, I didn't start researching even slightly until college. I went to an HBCU, Claflin University. Um, I started doing research on just blackness, um, particularly stereotypes in my junior and senior year of college. And I started looking up stereotypes of black women, um, like your Mammy and your Jezebels and your Sapphire Stevens, which might actually be something I will talk about, you know, in later shows. But I really opened my eyes and my thesis came to be because originally, originally my thesis was going to be about just black excuse me, just about women in general and just about how difficult it was to be a woman. And the more research I did, the more I was just like, uh, there's hierarchies of this because being a black woman is different than being a white woman, which is different than being an Asian woman, which is decent. Okay. Okay. 
I can't really stand behind what I'm talking about because it's not just hard out here <laughs> for women in general. Like it's hard being a woman, but mm, there's some more, some more to this. <laughs> and that's when I started doing more and more research, which subsequently led me to researching stereotypes of black men, you know, like your, your brutes and your coons and your uncle Tom's and yeah, fast forward, I stumbled across black identity theory and realized, oh crap, I went through this. And then I started painting about it. And even then I didn't realize I was doing stage five, <laughs> that I had went through my stage one, two, three, four, because I, I kept all of my friends. My family used to joke, I think I mentioned this before, and said I had UK friends, that I had friends of all different backgrounds and all different cultures, still do. And I like that. I like having diversity. I don't like just being surrounded by one mindset and one thought. And I can be friends with anybody unless you're racist. I draw the line at racist. I'm, and I draw the line unapologetically so. Like when it's racist to the point where you don't want to hear, yeah, I'm not doing that. But um, aside from that, I really started to feel the need to have conversations. And my conversations, I felt like, Okay, if you just come running at people and be like, you ain't black, or running at people and be like, your answers is racist or whatever, like just you can't be hostile with people, especially being in the South. Like it's just not going to be received well <laughs> at all. So I had a love for comics, and that's really where my aesthetic came from because comics aren't super intimidating. You can have very hard conversations in comic book form and it just lessens the blow, you know? And I can have all the conversations that I want, but I think this can be said of just about anything. It's not about what you say, but it's also how you say it. And if I'm just out here just being reckless with my words, and don't get me wrong, there's always gonna be people who will be hell-bent on twisting your words and twisting what you're saying and, oh, you're race-baiting or, oh, this, that, and the third. Like, there's always going to be that. And I accept that. But, I mean, if you're going to start the conversation and you're going to at least listen, or if you're talking about it, I've done my job. I don't like shock value. I don't like, you know, I'm never going to be like, die, cops, or anything like that. Because, one, that's not how I feel. Like, I don't feel like that at all. But, two... That's not going to actually give an educated conversation and change hearts. And I really feel like stage five, if there is any premise, it's about changing hearts. And that's about whether you are black, white, Hispanic, Latino, red, white, blue, whatever. It's about changing hearts. And it's about self-reflection about where you are. It's about honesty. And once you have reached your stage five, which not everybody gets to, you feel like it's your responsibility to at least present the information. Um, that information can be presented based on, for me, it's paintings. Um, it's also even this radio show. Um, some people do music, like my intro music, Janelle Monet. I love her. And if you really, really follow her and follow her information and everything, um, she's unapologetically black. And she talks about her experience very much so within her her artwork, her um her music. Um, I hope you guys have reached your ah moment <laughs> with stage five. Um, yeah, let's find some ways to connect and let's find some ways to really have some 
conversation. So let's take a quick break and let's get back into ways that we can connect with me. You're listening to Shaking the Table with your host, Stat Art Nerd. Hey, you guys, we're back. You're listening to Shaking the Table with your host, Stat Art Nerd. Thank you so much for rocking with me today and for just getting through Black identity theory and listening to the different stages that there are and taking a self-reflection of which stage that you're at. Um, because that means that with me feeling like I'm part of stage five, I actually am doing something. And I, I would love to know if this journey or if this, you know, the past few weeks have actually helped you to see more about where you are. Um, definitely send me a message. I would really, really like to know. Um, I've told you guys before, talk to me. I talk back. But that doesn't mean that I am done for the culture, okay? doesn't mean I'm done for the culture. You can always contact me for um, Instagram particularly. That's what I check the most. And that handle is at that underscore art underscore nerd. That underscore art underscore nerd. That art nerd. And follow me there. Um, For the next few weeks, we're probably going to get into just a little bit of basically what kind of birthed this. So before there was black identity theory, there was, there was a thesis and there was a thesis on the stereotypes that are seen in media today that are still there within media today. That is your, your coons and your sapphires and your mammies and your bucks and your Jezebels. And if none of those ring to you, don't worry. We're going to devote an episode for each of them and really get into it. And you're going to be like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I know that. <laughs> so, but that's it for now. Um, thank you for rocking with me, guys. It's been great. I will see you next week, next Friday. Have a great weekend, everybody. You're listening to Shaking the Table with your host, That Art Nerd. Bye, you guys. But I keep it smooth. I'm always left to center and it's right.